1: If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
3: When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.
4: live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now,
1: here's Armstrong and Getty. Question. Yes, sir. I left my coffee sitting here. My plan is to just warm it up and drink it today. Oh, Oh, boy. Now, I have done that several times in the last week. Is there any reason not to? Depends how hot you get it, really. I mean, it's almost certainly got some good active cultures going, as they say in the yogurt business. Well, I put a lot of cream in there, so there's a lot more opportunity for things to happen. Oh, even
4: better, man. What color is it?
1: It's gray. Is it supposed to be gray? The cream and... Sure. I'm just going to heat it up and drink it. Whoa! From Studio C, seizing your dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, error, buddy. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, bull spit. I beg your pardon. I'd like to say bull ship. Can oh, I say that?
5: jeez, I thought. Whew. No, p, p <laughs> gotcha. a ship gotcha. that is shipping cattle from one place to another right. on the open seas is a bull <laughs> ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The entire discussion of this so-called voting rights bill is bullshit. It's, it's, the entire discussion is garbage and not enough people are calling it garbage. You can vote as easy as it's ever been, ever, ever, ever in the U.S. right now. It's effortless to register. It's effortless to vote. You have weeks to do it. The idea that we're somehow keeping people from the polls, is a ship full of cattle on the open
1: sea. I know you've crafted a compare and contrast of Republican and Democrat views that we can get to bottom of this hour. It is pretty interesting. Uh, I It frightens the hell out of me, actually. I was just thinking, driving in, as I was listening to a couple of different news presentations of Republicans are holding up the Voting Rights Act, and I thought, it's amazing... That Republicans ever win anything, given the entirety of the media, framing everything from a liberal perspective. Right, and, and actively so, aggressively so. Or they don't even know themselves. Right, right. So, here's my question for you. And, and they're debating and I, it today, right? They're actually debating it in the Senate today. Yeah, I think they're going to go ahead with
5: uh, with a vote. The idea being, well, we'll, we'll uh, embarrass the Republicans and brand them as anti-voting fascists, uh, as Bull Connor, Jefferson Davis, etc., uh, by making them vote no. Here's a question for you. A couple of questions. And, and we'll, we'll play some absolutely wonderful clips uh, coming up, people making great sense. But this occurred to me as I was watching uh, some of the debate last night, and I was like, how did I just think of this? So during the COVID thing, a lot of places went just crazy nuts, making sure everybody could vote from home, blanket the, the country with mail-in ballots, let anybody collect them, just willy-nilly, no-vote security, whatever. Temporary
1: measure during the Chinese bad fever. And at the time that they made those decisions, we knew so little about COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really had to go overboard.
5: And it was absolutely clear to everyone. It was aggressively argued by Democrats. That this was necessary because of the fear of COVID in those early days. So the very premise for the rolling back of those those laws was unmistakable. Well, now that COVID is certainly abated or people understand it better, and you can go vote as much as you want, and if you're vaccinated, you don't have anything to worry about. Blah 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 blah. blah all the uh, all the various uh, Republican states like Georgia did was very reasonably say, "Okay, now we're going to go back to the regular way," which is being branded as. Now, keep in mind, the usual way we vote is being branded as a Jim Crow lynching-level horror. Okay, which leads me to my question. If the regular way we vote is that, when Barack effing Obama was in the White House and the Democrats had both houses, they didn't say a peep. They didn't say it was Jim Crow then. They didn't say it was a horror against democracy then. If there was any problem with people being able to vote and a need to nationalize elections, which is not the way we do it and never has been, if there was that need, why didn't they do it then? Why didn't they even bring it up then? It's because the whole thing is a steaming, fly-infested pile of bull excrement.
1: Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing, and, and, they, and uh, there's only a... A couple of people standing in the way of them being successful. Man, Martin Luther King Jr.'s granddaughter, whoever it was yesterday, saying this is a continuation of white supremacy in this nation to not pass the voting rights. That is awful. That's obscene. Yeah. That is obscene. She should have been booed off the stage for saying that. God, this, this regularly throwing around the fact that we're a white supremacist nation how do you think of that is going to turn out? God dang it, that's maddening. Well, I think they, they've been given false courage by their
5: early victories, which is convincing over educated suburban white women that, oh, that's true, that's true. If I want to stay in the book club, I've got to profess. I hate white people. I hate myself for being white. I love black people. They're so good. And by the way, my black friends, you know, you have our full respect and, and, you know, rights as human beings around here, but we just, we don't fetishize people with dark skin. And so they thought, wow, if we got the, uh, the uh, social degree holding affluent white women of America's suburbia, maybe we can get the working class next. To which the working class says, uh, sounds like bullcrap to me.
1: Now, how crazy has it gotten that uh, an offspring of MLK on MLK Day can stand up there with the biggest heavyweights in our government and just state... Out loud that we're a white supremacist nation. And nobody jumps in on the cable news or newspaper and says, uh, by the way, there's uh, no indication that we are a white supremacist nation. In fact, there are uh, plenty of indications we're not. No, no, just let that go. That's just fine. Go ahead say that. What? What's it hurt? Oh, yeah. Everybody's oh my afraid. God. They're terrified. Oh, my God. You know what's driving a lot of this? And then we can start the show officially. <laughs> um, and then i got to go heat up my old coffee. Um <laughs> Get it good and hot, because a little hot is worse than not hot at all. You know what's driving some of this is the reason Chuck Schumer, leader of the Senate Democrats, is going to bring this to a vote today is because he believes, for good reason, that AOC is going to challenge him for Senate of New York and oh, that boy. she could beat him because there's some polling that indicates that indicates she could. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> and I could understand why if I'm a lefty. Uh... So that's why he's playing to that crowd. Otherwise AOC rolls him and she's the, the senator from New York. Second
5: reason is and this will have uh, this will be true temporarily I believe just because of the nature of humankind. You can only be screamed at so long before you filter it out. I think the reason the other reason for the hyperbolic rhetoric is it's so successful for fundraising. If you can whip up softheads into believing this is some sort of historic cataclysm of Jim Crow reemergent, well, people send in their fives and tens and twenties and you will just rake in the cash. I was just looking at the congressional fund, congressional, whatever they call it, Republican National Congressional Committee and the, the DNCC. Uh, they're raising tens of millions of nearly hundreds of millions of dollars per year. So why do they want to keep you whipped up into a continual state of frenzy? That's why.
1: Yeah, but on this particular issue, convincing half the country that we're a white supremacist nation is going to have very bad effects down the line. It certainly could. It's not like other issues, wedge issues, where you get people whipped up in donations. If, if people become convinced we're shot through with white supremacy, we're doomed. Yeah. Anyway, we should officially start the show, and then i got a question for you. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, January 18th. The year 2022, new you in 22. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin drinking the noxious old coffee of the American media (laughs) and
5: throwing up the truth precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go
4: at Mark. The thing is, this whole issue, whether he's softer in the rhetoric or not, has been an extreme gaslighting of America. Nobody thinks that we have a voting rights problem.
1: Um... So do you understand the 5G story? Uh, not, but which one? So, well, the airlines 5G is supposed to go into effect tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And the airlines are saying, we're going to have to ground planes all across the country because we can't operate with 5G. It will interfere with our, our equipment. All those 5G towers that are within however many miles of an airport, we can't fly. So we're going to be grounding thousands of flights all across the country. How is this just coming down to the last 24, 48 hours? <laughs>
5: that was my question exactly. Wait a minute. Who's this running just this? up?
1: Who's running this? Me? You got down to the last day when you saw this coming and you've got to deal with this situation? Yeah, I've sent you like 20 emails about
5: it. Oh, <laughs> maybe they went to trash <laughs> or spam. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good golly. I, how'd they figure this out? Was, uh, was somebody running a test and the pilots all of a sudden? I don't know, but it's,
0: uh, it, just...
1: it's a real story. I mean, I've read it in the New York Times and Financial Times and various places. It's a, it's a for real story. The Whatever group that represents all the airlines said, we are going to have to ground this many planes, and it's thousands and thousands and thousands of flights, whether it's passenger planes or shipping or whatever, if we don't figure out this whole 5G thing. And how do we get to the last... I'm wanting to put it off, although this is dumb, because my car loses its ability to do its thing tomorrow unless I get the software updated. And I haven't, because I'm me, haven't scheduled the software update. You have to take it in and do something or whatever. Wow. That's why I drive. I'm always going to have one old Luddite car that you go out and you stick the key in, you start it up and drive off. And you know what? There's no software to update at all. It just drives around.
5: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You of all people. Hilarious. Meanwhile, back at the airport, ladies and gentlemen, in the terminal, the uh, 30% of flights that actually had crews that don't have COVID (laughs) are, uh, well, because of the 5G thing, they're now canceled. So everybody go home. If this is not your home city, go somewhere else or sleep in the terminal. Shouldn't take us more than six or eight months to straighten this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Six or eight months. Uh, Yeah, all the flights that haven't been canceled due to COVID or because the... Air waitresses were fighting with an unmasked guy. Those two things are what ground your flights. <laughs>
5: exactly. All the air waitresses who are not engaged in fisticuffs now have been forced to cancel the flights. California was uh, oh, fleeing for Texas. Uh speaking of which, uh my, my sweet bride, Judith, has uh, the COVID, oh, as it turns out. She's had a like a dry cough and hasn't felt good for a couple of days. You have it then. I almost certainly do, yeah. Absolutely, I, It's we're, almost certainly the Omicron and yeah. if it is, I I have it. We're all going to get this. Yes. Yeah. I uh, dispensed with the usual pre-show kiss with everybody. I like to kiss <laughs> them on the cheek like I'm in a, like a mafia don giving <laughs> my distance
1: certainly. Yeah. You you have it then. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And everybody you are with this weekend has it. Uh, yeah, indeed. We've been living our lives to the full. I mean, we've had multiple social engagements. that got together with buddies to watch football. You are going to also uh, went out to a restaurant. You're going to have plenty of social engagements in the future. They're called funerals. You're going to be going to lots of funerals <laughs> oh, 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 my God. over the <laughs> next week of all the people that you exposed and are
5: now dead. Somebody shaved Rachel Maddow's head and ushered her into the studio. What are you talking about? Some people might have the sniffles briefly. I still feel as good as I ever feel, which isn't great, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I feel great. Uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe in a couple of days I feel like crap, or maybe I'm one of those. You know, I, I had laryngitis last week and was tired. I'll bet I that was it. And noticed that
1: I felt really tired. I'll bet that was it. I'll bet you. I wonder. Yeah, who knows? Uh, we got mailbag coming up and a bunch of other stuff. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've got
1: maybe the craziest homeless industrial complex story yet. It's out of Los Angeles. It's a combination of... Uh, some people want the homeless thing to last, I think. Or is it the left eating its own? It's this activist group that's attack- attacking... Like normal lefties for getting homeless off the street, saying they're violating their freedom or something. And they're actually paying homeless people to stay on the street. It's, uh, it's, it's confusing. Stay tuned. It's a good story. Wow, you're blowing my mind. It's, it's weird. You know, we've talked about living in a post, post-truth
5: world. I wonder if we're living in a post-realism world. Where there's just nobody
1: feels any need to be more to reality. I don't know. We'll discuss that. We're going there's- through. I I, I think I wrote this regularly. No, I'll shuffle for a mailbag. Yeah, um, we're going through an historic period of culture, like we will be talked about a thousand years from now. I think. I think we are. But what is it?
5: We'll don't consider. Know. Don't know in the future. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, sent along by Dean. I love this from William Butler Yates. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's
5: that is a very good brilliant. one.
1: Brilliant. Oi. Yeah. If only
5: I'd been educated, I'd already know this. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire. And the lighting Well it of, used to be.
1: And the lighting of a fire for me didn't happen until I was way out of school for whatever reason. Um but I, I I know it having lived it. My I lived most of my education years, well, all my education years, of feeling like it was the filling of a bucket.
5: Yeah, I guess I got lucky. I had some absolutely wonderful teachers whose their eyes lit up when they shared ideas. It wasn't it the was teacher's just fault. Contagions. It
1: wasn't the teacher's fault. It was it was it was this guy.
5: Oh, <laughs> it was boy. the receptor. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Moving along, a number of people wrote in, including Gabrielle, to point out that the editorial by Joe Matthews in the San Francisco Chronicle that called for universal orphanhood uh, was indeed extremely dry parody. He specifically says, my pr- proposal is quite modest, which I'm pretty sure is a reference to Jonathan Swift's 1729 essay, A Modest Proposal, in which the author suggests destitute Irish families simply eat their numerous children to alleviate their starvation and poverty. Wow, that is uh, dry and obscure. Yeah, and, and I do have a memory of that essay. I'm aware of it vaguely, but uh, Joe Matthews, I tell you what, you're serving up your satire as dry as a bone, and I respect you for that.
1: But it speaks to this historically weird time we're living in where it's not obvious.
5: No, and the other clue is that the Andy said it might usher in a brave new world of equity, and I thought, okay, wait a minute, that's two of those references. But okay, sure enough, thanks everybody for weighing in. You're pretty impressive in your literacy. Evidently, somebody set a fire for you and didn't just fill a bucket. Moving along, totally different topic. Randy in Pittsburgh, California says, "I have a better standing than I used to. Why Russia wants a buffer? And why they're so paranoid?" He's talking about the Ukraine situation. I just finished watching an Amazon Prime eighteen part documentary series. Gosh, that's plenty. Yeah. Soviet Storm, WW Two in the East. I had no idea the scale of that front. The Western front was almost a sideshow compared to the Eastern front. Absolutely. And he mentions people think the U.S. defeated Nazi Germany, not to minimize the sacrifices of Americans, but Russia defeated Nazi Germany. Absolutely. That's absolutely.
1: absolutely true. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird that it's taken 75 years to that vision to come around to being very popular. The Russians lost millions of their sons. Uh, the
5: Russians killed three out of four German soldiers in World War II, but they took horrific losses, and they've always been paranoid because of the geography of, lo- of Russia. They don't have natural geographic barriers, especially to the West uh, and, and to a large extent the South, and so, yeah, they need a buffer. It doesn't excuse what Putin's doing, but it's a good historical point, Randy, and we appreciate it. I have all sorts of stuff about schools, but we have no time. Maybe later.
1: We'll get to that coming up, and also they're voting on the
0: so-called Voting Rights Act bill today. Full Armstrong spin. and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. He has a monument on the mall along with Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all of them with tears in their eyes for the departure from our democracy that is happening right now, unless... The truth is acknowledged, and this legislation is passed.
5: Wow <laughs> federalizing elections and or returning to the usual rules, got Thomas Jefferson well, this is like moldering corpse crying
1: <laughs> so there are a whole bunch of um, laws that have been put in place all across the country around voting. And, and here's where some people make their argument. There are some that have restricted voting from the way it was before. But a study of all of the laws that have been passed or proposed around the country, and I don't, I'll have to look up the numbers because I have them in front of me somewhere in my notes, something like 40 of them restrict voting and something like 70 of them expand voting. And most places... Are just the same as they've always been, which we considered fine not too long ago, as you pointed out, when Barack Obama was elected and the Democrats had 70 senators and a dominant House, the same voting was in place and everybody thought, you know, everything's fine. Now, all of a sudden, we're a white supremacist nation that needs a radical reforming of the way we do voting. It's just ridiculous. It's just a power grab. And it's a very cynical power grab when people like Nancy Pelosi are saying the founding fathers are crying. <laughs> what? I appreciate the humor, honestly.
5: Uh, so, yeah, it's, they are not only just pouring cans of gasoline on the fires of racial whatever going on in the United States, but I mean, they're standing there at a gas station with a hose squirting gasoline all over the place. It's dangerous and it's so disingenuous. There's always been a, a tension between voting security. Sure. And voting ease. You've got to have the ballots be secure because there is a long tradition. Everywhere votes have been cast from the beginning of time to Putin's Russia today that people screw with the ballots.
1: It happens a lot. And And, so there's that balance. And decent people that aren't white supremacists can disagree over should we have a week of early voting or two weeks or three weeks or a month? What should, should the polls open uh, be open for 15 hours or they should be open for 12 hours you're not a white supremacist if you pick the lower number right right so
5: let's get back to uh, hyperbole fest it's really embarrassing but unintentionally hilarious or it would be hilarious if it weren't dangerous oh one more from nancy pelosi give us 38 please michael
4: do you really truly want to honor dr king Don't dishonor him by using a congressional custom as an excuse for protecting our democracy.
1: Here's the other really cynical part of it is this stuff around the filibuster. There's no way Nancy Pelosi actually believes it would be good for her party to do away with the filibuster because they're going to get swamped here in November. They know it. Republicans are going to control the House and maybe the Senate. And if they do, you don't want to give the Republicans... The power to do whatever the hell they want with fifty votes. There's no way she and Chuck Schumer believe that. Do you so think you think it's all performative? It's gotta be. Right. Just putting on it's a show for gotta the gotta
5: be. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, leading light of American intellectualism Maxine Waters has weighed in clip forty two.
3: They have sent this signal. They have been very clear about it. They don't care about minorities. They don't care about blacks. They don't care about people in their own districts who they're going to deny their voting rights and undermine their voting rights.
5: Deny their voting rights. Absolutely. You know, I've called for the outlawing of the term gaslighting, but as Molly Hemingway is about to explain to us, that's exactly what's happening. They are trying to convince us that reality is very different from what it is,
1: and it's wildly irresponsible, blah, blah, blah. One more, then we'll go with uh, good sense. Quickly on the uh, cinema mansion thing. So you got two Democratic senators that are not in favor of changing the rules. Good for them. Actually, there are more than those two. They probably just uh, would like to keep their heads low if they possibly can because they see the heat that their uh their two colleagues are taking for standing up for what is good and right
5: but and I, often it has to do with who's up for reelection most uh, the nearest in the future and or yeah. whose state is going to be most admiring of a good moderate position like uh cinema and manchin are taking and it's known that they'll do fine taking this
1: position yeah trump won uh, manchin state by what 70 points or something like that so manchin yeah. is in no uh you, you know he's he's um he's a very moderate Democrat in a state that is going to reward him for this. So he he can be out there in front of it, whereas other senators might not be able to. But uh, somebody made this comparison the other day, and I thought it was pretty funny. When John McCain would break with the Republicans, he was seen as just the maverick hero. Now, there's a man with guts. There's a profile in courage with Fright somebody who's bra- breaking yeah. with his party and going his own way and doing what he thinks is right when he went against the Obamacare reform, when yes. all the other Republicans were. When Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema do it, there's some sort of traitors that need to be challenged and uh, booted out of the party. And That's a good point. Beautiful. Uh, one more. Speaking of intellectual leading lights, clip
5: 35 for us, Michael. No, 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 no. How about uh, 36?
4: As Dr. King said, the only normalcy he would accept is the normalcy that recognizes the dignity and worth of all God's children. Today, we must not be complacent or complicit.
5: Oh, you know, that reminds me. I I meant to uh, share some personal news. My New Year's resolution is that it's time for me to be doing what I have been doing. And that time is every day. (laughs) I've made that decision about my life. Anyway, okay. Funny. So you've heard a lot of talk about how they're trying to uh, bring back Jim Crow, which again is an obscene thing to say. Um and Jim Crow on steroids, they're trying to suppress the vote, they're denying voting rights even though the, the it's voting is getting more and more liberal in most of the country. Uh how about a little bit of truth? Uh this is Molly Hemingway. Who's she with these days? The Federalist? The Federalist, I think. Yeah, clip 33.
4: Yeah, that original speech, a lot of people in the media loved it, but it went over like a lead balloon on Capitol Hill, calling people racist for opposing his fairly radical uh, voting changes legislation. The thing is, this whole issue, whether he's softer in the rhetoric or not, has been an extreme gaslighting of America. Nobody thinks that we have a voting rights problem like we had in 1964 in this country. Nobody thinks that in an election where you had tens of millions of people voting with no problem, that you have a vote voting rights problem.
5: Go ahead with 34.
4: We do have an issue where election integrity is in question, where we had hundreds of changes to our laws and processes, sometimes done in an unconstitutional manner, where we flooded the zone with tens of millions of mail-in ballots, where we had insecure drop boxes. And so this idea that if you care about election integrity or you want to make it slightly more difficult to cheat, that you are therefore engaging in voter suppression is a lie. And it's really a dangerous lie that should not be said because, of course, if both winners and losers can't trust a election results and that changes depending on the election uh, who's frustrated by this then you can't have a republic going forward and so this rhetoric while softer is still dangerous if we want to have a country going forward
1: yeah that's the that's the part that bothers me po- politicians lying just flat out you know exaggerating or lying things is a uh, you know uh, par for the course or the rules of the game or whatever you want to call it but this has long-lasting damage. If, if, if both sides get to the point where in a close election, they, they can just easily assume it was stolen illegally, we're doomed. Yeah, We're doomed. Yeah, that's that's the really dangerous part of it, sowing widespread
5: left, right, and center doubt about uh, election security. Uh, I thought Britt Hume was absolutely uh, on, uh, on point last night as well. On Special Report with Brett Baer, hit us with clip number 30, Michael. This is an interesting case, and it's
6: something we've seen many times before. This really isn't a voting rights bill, this is a voting rules bill. But this is how you do it sometimes. You pick a topic where you want to legislate something or get something done, and you propose a measure that would would do something you would like to see done, but which also might have the additional attraction of helping your party politically. And then you attach a name to it of some sanctified cause. So this bill is called a voting rights bill. It really isn't that. It's voting rules. But nevertheless, the name has stuck and everybody's using it. Then you seek to advance the bill. I remember, Brett, right back in the 80s, uh, the Reagan administration was trying to get funding for the MX missile, which
5: is a controversial uh, weapon. And right, they tried know, to Michael, change the name That's fine. He talks about the Peacemaker as opposed to the MX missile. It's mildly interesting at best. Um,
1: it's... The point being, uh, what, what you uh, talked about last week is everybody has joined in in calling this a voting rights bill. I think you got to Fox. I think Brett Baer was responding to your tweet yesterday on Fox, I oh. wonder, uh, on that very topic of, why are we all calling it the voting rights bill? It's a federal takeover of the elections, which have been run by the states. So let's debate it on that front, not just talk about it. voting rights, because everybody's for voting rights. Well, right. And what's really
5: frustrating, uh, well, that, number one, that's frustrating. Why do we accept the completely, hilariously prejudicial wording of the left in conservative leading media? Stop it. Anyway, uh, what's really frustrating is that you could easily, 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 easily get together. You know, any reasonable uh, moderates, conservatives, liberals, uh, moderate liberals, whatever, and talk about all right. We need to balance uh, uh availability of voting and making sure everybody who wants to cast a vote uh, can. We need to balance that with making sure the ballots are secure. And you could form a commission, and you could you could come up with solutions. In fact, they've done this in virtually every state in the union quite successfully. It's not that difficult an idea, uh, an idea at all. It's not that difficult a, a, a subject at all. And yet they've been able to. Demonstrate this into a wildly emotional, utterly dishonest, uh, uh, gasoline-spraying, disbelief in election integrity spreading, uh, just nightmare of a discussion to gain momentary political advantage and online donations. I mean, that's the state of the politics these days. It's... uh, I don't know. It's, it's just dumb. It's it's two stupid guys screaming at each other drunk at a football game. It's just dumb.
1: Well, they're actually going to vote on it today, and we'll see what kind of uh, histrionic speeches are given over the top craziness. And, oh, I uh, bet they're going to be good. Yeah, I bet, bet you're they're... right. So, remember the guy who got the pig heart last week? I do. There's an interesting ethical dilemma around that that I was unaware of, because he was uh, kind of a scumbag who's Dabbed somebody almost to death uh spent many many years in prison and well, plus uh, uh, according to the pig's family the pig wasn't done with the heart <laughs> <laughs> so some of the ethical dilemmas around the whole pig heart transplant among other things
0: on the way
4: armstrong and getty The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Once again, Netflix increased its monthly subscription prices. Netflix's plan is to take so much of our money that we'll have to enter a real-life squid game. <laughs> Netflix says that you can either pay the increase or enjoy not knowing what anyone's talking about for the next 70 years.
1: That's yeah. a pretty good idea if I'm Netflix. You got us hooked. I mean, you, you, you got, I think for most people, you got to push it pretty far before we're going to say I'm out on Netflix. I'm paying it. Yeah, exactly. You gotta Not have even thinking about it, like my peacock that I think I'm still paying. When's the last time I watched something on Peacock, but Netflix, yeah, gotta yeah, have it. Yeah. Um, I got a number of things to catch you up on. Did you hear China's latest lie? I can't believe the world is going to go do the Olympics there. Maybe we'll get to into that in hour two. The Genocide Games. Oh, by the
5: way, speaking of Netflix, my uh, I got a haircut the other day. The guy went way too high and tight around the side, you see, right up here. I like I it. I got kind of a Peaky Blinders cut. Here. I like well, it. have a
3: Peaky Effing
1: Blinded.
5: I think it's cool. Okay, thank you. I look like a mental patient. <laughs> I
1: don't think so at all. No? Okay. No, no I think it looks pretty good. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. I appreciate it. good that. look. L- Listen to the kindness, folks. The kindness. Hmm. Um... I got a lot today for the show. I mean, some days I show up, I got nothing. I'm oh, making please. stuff up.
5: Nothing but a bad attitude,
1: huh? Uh, but I, for some reason, I couldn't sleep last night, and uh, so I going through newspapers and whatnot. And my son couldn't sleep either. That's weird. He was that up at about- like four o'clock. Mm, Omicron? Did Omicron keep us awake? It I don't could know. be. Yeah. The ethics of a second chance. The pig heart transplant recipient had stabbed a man uh, seven times years ago. Yikes. Uh, I'll tell you the long and short of it. Washington Post had a very detailed uh, version of the story. but The long and short of it is the family of this poor guy who died when he was like 40 as a result of the wounds of the stabbing. Oh. When they heard the name was like... What? Old Captain Scumbag got the miracle transplant? All the money and time donated to keep him alive? What? So apparently this dude who got who has the pig heart now, and again, we we continue to say if when you do interviews you don't go, you're making a mistake. (laughs) His name is David Bennett Sr apparently his wife was uh, knocking boots with this other dude. Great Scott. And so pig heart guy, before he had a pig heart, when he had a regular human heart. Right. I don't think he had any... A broken human heart. I don't think... <laughs> mm, I'm Joe Getty. <laughs> I don't think he had any pig organs of any kind. When he walked into a uh, pool hall where a uh, dude and his wife were... And uh, he ends up stabbing the guy a whole bunch of times. Guy ends up being in a wheelchair the rest of his life and then died uh, quite young due to the. uh, And then this guy went to prison for a very long time Hmm. uh, over it. He didn't get first degree murder. They talked it down to something else, but he went to prison for a long time. The point being, from the ethics standpoint, is that more than one hundred and six thousand Americans are on the national waiting list for an organ transplant. And 17 people die every day, never receiving the organ that they need. Because they're on the list and nobody got him in Oregon. Yeah, I, I think I get this. In though. face of such a shortage, it can seem unconscionable to some families that those convicted of violent crimes would be given a life-saving procedure that so many people desperately need.
5: No, no, I totally get this. I can see the medical advisory board. They're meeting. They say, all right, listen, we got this pig heart. We're thinking of sticking in somebody. Who we got? Well, we got uh, Bill Jones, a uh, father of four, grandfather of eleven, church-going man, longtime Kiwanis volunteer. No, 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 no. We've got uh, Mary Smith. She's got a congenital heart defect. She's a mother of three, leader of a uh, corporation. No, 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 not the pig heart. No, no. We'll wait till we got a human heart for her too. Okay. Who else we got? Uh, we got Stabby McGee over here. <laughs> what do you think? Yes. Yes, winner, winner, pork chop dinner. He gets the pig heart.
1: Mr. Can't Keep His Woman Satisfied. Oh, Give oh him the, uh, blaming
5: him? What? <laughs> well, She was a trollop.
1: You don't know that. I don't know that. Um. Well, he's the sort of guy that stabs people, so maybe she uh, was making the right move uh, looking elsewhere. I wonder. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, but if 17 people die every day... I think some of those people would say, I'll take the chances on the pig heart rather than just croak it, never getting anything.
5: Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. If I'm at death's door, yeah, give me a pig heart or, you know, whatever heart you got laying around. We'll give it her a try.
1: So there's that.
5: Yeah. So, I wonder how they did come to that decision. I wonder if they didn't have any of that background stuff. It was purely a medical question.
1: Which is probably better. Probably. You know, it probably is. Once you once you crack open the door of, let's look into this person's background, oh my God, where do, where does it go from there? Well, I picture myself needing a heart transplant in San Francisco,
5: for instance, and right, then saying, wait right. a minute, Joe Get- the Joe Getty? Please, hand me right. a scalpel, I'm going to cut his throat.
1: I don't think it's paranoid to think it, it could go from criminal background to uh, he was wearing a MAGA hat. And deciding who gets what? Sure. It's possible at least. Yeah. Or uh, a variety of things. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. They're, they're both pretty good people, but he's got the most speeding tickets, so we'll give him the heart, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I don't want to get that. I got places to be. So here's the short version of the story. Uh, we got a minute. Did you hear this? Freaking China. And I can't believe this. What was the argument from somebody the other day of they've lied since the beginning of the pandemic. Right. So now we're going to send our athletes over there. When they claim that they've got everything under control, they announced the other day they've got one case of Omicron in, be- in Beijing where the Olympics are going to be here in two weeks. That's laughable. If you have a case, you've got 100,000 cases uh, pretty much guaranteed. They said the case came in on a piece of mail from Canada.
5: Now, come on, China. Uh, a whole that's, bunch. Of, that's beneath the need to refute. That's right.
1: so dumb. They went ahead and refuted it in the New York Times with many many experts saying it's not. It's barely transmissible at all on surfaces. It's certainly not after however many days it takes for mail to get from Canada to Beijing. So that's just. But but so they're lying a week out from the Olympics about their Omicron. Why would the world put up with that? If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and
2: Getty.
3: information.